Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Open World with BTG. The gym is now open again. Uh, and uh, as promised, there has been a lot of movement uh, from the time that I recorded last week all the way up until the day before the draft. Uh, I think I made a, I probably made a, a, a error last week. I said the draft was going to be on the weekend. Uh, I might have gotten that confused with something else, but it's Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Uh, I also had an episode recorded recorded uh, previously. I had one already in the chamber, ready. But for one, I had to update it. And two, I didn't really like the sound quality. So uh, here we are again. And a little bit later... Uh, it might be. It might come sooner than later. My boy Goldie down there in Houston gonna hop on, and uh, we're gonna break down. <laughs> we're gonna break down the the problems down there in Houston. But prior to all that, uh, I gotta I gotta um, I gotta go back to the content that I provided uh, Monday, and um, but I, like I said, I didn't like the sound quality, so I had to go over it again. I tried to remember the points. And things like that. Of course, I'm going to touch on the OKC and Phoenix uh, transactions. Uh, but but and before we get to that and before we get to the Houston issues, um, we address some off, off-season needs. Uh, we got Dennis Schroeder. And I would like to say this. I want to salute and thank DG13. Um, DG <laughs> DG3. <laughs> I don't know why I call him DG. That's disrespectful. Uh, I'm going to call him D, uh, you know, Danny Green, uh, shipped to OKC, um, and then return, we got Dennis Schroeder, you know, and and that I'm, I'm, you know, shout out to Danny Green. Like, we we basically watched his career since, you know, uh, since college or whatever, and we know how, when that man gets hot, he can get off. You know what I'm saying? But game five was basically his, I would say, not just game five, pretty much the playoffs. The playoffs, including the finals, was his, it was basically his audition to see if he was going to be on the next ride uh, with the Lake Show. You know what I mean? And I, and he deserves to, he he deserves all the love, man. Like, he, he had a bad, it, it, it's, it's, I know it's a difference between having a bad game and then having a bad series and having a bad playoff run, you know what I mean? Because I got to take my hat off to, I got to take my hat off to Bron and AD because they really anchored this team. And I think every bit of effort that they put in um, mattered, you know what I mean? I know KCP and I know Rondo stepped up uh, in the second half of that finals, uh, but overall, it was anchored by those two gentlemen. And Danny Green was supposed to be that third link, you know, uh, along with Kuz, along with KCP, you know, and everybody else played their part as much as they could. But, you know, it's also a business. And I'm glad that he happened to get a ring before the business deal was done. And Dennis Schroeder is a, is a guard that I wanted last year, you know. Um, is the, and, and I think he's a guard that everybody wants, you know, it's a six man that could be starting for a couple of teams. And, um, I'm happy that we got him. I think, I think we can go for another guard, you know what I mean? Cause you know, we got a lot of expiring contracts over there, but I would like another guard over there. And I definitely, we definitely would go for, I would go for another, uh, wingman, 
a three and D guy, and I want and I want another uh, finesse big to give AD some rest. You know what I'm saying? I think as of right now, we need we need a few players that can come in and play the position that AD and Bron plays when they're off the when they're off the court. Of course, we're not going to find anybody as good as those two, but I need somebody not not necessarily the skill set, but the mindset of you know coming in and anchoring the second squad. Um, and we don't honestly we don't know what that's going to look like because we know the roster is going to continue to change before the new season comes up, and I and the roster probably changed during the season. You know what I mean? Um, but speaking of some changes, like I said. Uh, welcome, welcome to the dark side. Welcome to the Lake Show, Dennis Schroeder. We expect a lot out of you. And as far as the compadres that's already on the roster that's in free agency right now, we heard uh, Avery Bradley. You know, Golden State and the Bucks is looking at him. Uh, I'll get to the Bucks in a minute. Rondo, you know, he getting look from the Clippers, uh, from Atlanta. There, you know, it's a lot of teams looking at him. Uh, we thought. I thought for and for a quick second, you know what I mean, because the thing about our hometown kids, most of them, I wouldn't say all of them, because of the, this generation of players is a little bit different than the players from before. But it's just like when you're from California, from L.A., everybody grew up a Raiders fan. Everybody grew up a Lakers fan. Uh, the very few Clipper fans that we did have, and shout out to the ones that went to the Warriors and came back. Um you know, just everybody grew up a Lakers fan. And, you know, when you in the NBA, I know it's different than being a fan because as a fan, you figure like, well, how come we don't have a lot of home, uh, homegrown talent come back and play? Well, I mean, it's a business, you know what I mean? And sometimes you go off and some of these players went to, you know, they didn't go to UCLA or USC, you know, some of them. You know, they went to other uh, universities and other strategic, uh, strategic, uh, deep programs um, popular programs, and they learned how to play in front of people from different states and different cities and things like that, and 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 and, and seen a different, you know, different life. You know what I mean? So I don't expect everybody the the, the Russell Westbrooks, the James Hardens, the Kawhi Leonard's, the PG Thirteens. I don't expect them to just their number one destination when they, you know, looking at a trade or looking at a free agency to come back to the dark side. Um, that's just not how it is. And even now, you know, again, I said I was going to wait to uh, to touch on the Houston thing, but you can see that with James Harden as of right now. Um, and even with DeRozan, you know, for a quick second, I'm thinking, oh, man, it's a possibility that he might come home. You know what I mean? Because he had high praises talking about is, you know, it's incredible to, to have a, a championship winning organization who just came off of a championship run, uh, one of my services. And absolutely, DeRozan is a solid ass player. And I think it's time for, I think he's entering uh, a point in his career where like now the chips, you know, the championships matter. And well, does it matter to him, you know, with certain players? Like, you have to face that. After you get paid and you get that second contract and things like that, it's like, now you got to start thinking about where you, if you want, if you really want to get a ring and where you want to end up. Uh, basically, your legacy. So, with that being said, um, you know, shout out to DeRozan. He's going to stay 
with San Antonio for another year. He picked up the player option. $27.7 million. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Um, you know, so, you know, shout out to him. But um, there was a there was a somewhat big trade that went down uh, past couple of past couple of days, and that was between the Phoenix Suns and OKC. And everybody know the Phoenix Suns is a fun team to watch, especially what they did, <laughs> especially what they did um, inside the bubble. You know, like they was just outstanding, right? They played nice. Now we don't necessarily see the Phoenix Suns every year, year in, year out. Every since I would say, you know, after the after the um the D'Antoni system, you know, after the Steve Nashes and the Stoudemires and the Matrix, those cats over there, it's been pretty much downhill after that. So we never really considered them a threat. Somewhat fun to watch though, don't get me wrong. And they've had some decent they've had some decent teams after that. You know what I mean? Um but you know, once they acquired uh, Booker, you know Booker has been a player that we barely got to see in Kentucky because he wouldn't even he was far down the bench on Kentucky. But that just shows you the talent that they had. But you know, Booker is one of those players where he's going to have fans come in and watch him. You know, DeAndre Ayton, a hell of a college player, pro player. We still, I mean, they're young though. They're young, and so the thing I'm going to get to is. Um, what is the legacy going to look like when it's all said and done? And the reason why I say that is because we got to talk about fits. So CP3 was traded to Phoenix. And I feel like they gave up two important pieces. One one piece more important than the other. I feel like Ricky Rubio can help out any team coming off the bench. Solid piece coming off the bench. Uh, solid. I, w- I would say he's a solid... Um, He's a solid PG coming off the bench, floor general off the bench, right? Um, his career didn't pan out how a lot of people thought it was because he was highly, highly recruited. Like he he was sought after uh, by the Timberwolves, and it just didn't it just didn't work out like that. You know what I'm saying? He should the way they hyped Ricky Rubio up was. Yeah, it, it was something different. It was something different. But he's a he's a nice player and. I would even say without the injuries and things like that, maybe if he would have been with a different organization under a different uh, philosophy, he probably would have flourished a little bit better. Uh, But Kelly Oubre, a cat that I've been screaming for to be on the Lakers for a cool minute. um, He's in that, he's, he's like in that Brandon Ingram Kuz type of uh, category, those type of players, right? Um, but I just think he's better than both, you know. Um, I like him. I liked him for Phoenix, though. I liked him for Phoenix, even though I felt like he can go to another squad and um, and, and and put up those same numbers. But obviously, it's easier to put up put up those type of numbers in Phoenix because, you know, besides DeAndre Aiden trying to stay healthy. Um, and even Booker in, in some ways, uh, which I think is yeah, Booker is by far the best player on that team. Um, you know, he was pretty much the second fiddle 
you know, even with DeAndre Ayton, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Kelly Oubre was a very important piece to that to that franchise. But now it's traded away and going to OKC. OKC is stacking up. They're not just stacking up on uh, draft picks, which they have a plethora of draft picks. Um, but they're getting some pieces over there. And some of those pieces they can plug in or, or, or they can just add to other trading packages. Like I said, they have, they have, Presty has done such an excellent job drafting. Now, as far as crafting a roster, that might be different. And I think where a lot of the debates come, and shout out to the thread, shout out to the hot take, shout out, shout out, let me digress for a minute. Rory, my guy Rory Mitchell report, terrible, terrible takes all season. All season. I have to address this, my brother. Tyler Hero as your finals MVP. Now, see, this is where the thread goes left, is when you throw out a hot take that makes absolutely no sense. Because even if Miami was to somehow pull this off, everybody knew that Jimmy Butler would have been the main the main guy. That would have been the finals MVP, right? But you said book it, you know what I mean? And you stood on your word just for a hot take, just for some clicks. That was trash, Rory. Enough of that. No more shine for you. No, I don't need no more takes. I don't need more no more takes because you know what? But, but you're not the only one though, Rory. I can't I can't give you all of that because we've been having bad. It's been bad thread takes for the past couple of years. Honestly, most of them has been terrible Laker ones at all. Don't think I haven't forgot about you know we laughed about Magic. You know, Cats was very low on. On uh, Rob Palinka, but all of a sudden, when shit starts to work out, it was it was it was pretty quiet. It was this was the most like it's so hard. No, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's get back to it though. Let's get to, let's get back to it. OKC, uh, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, um, they got a twenty twenty two first round pick. They got a lot of those goddamn picks, by the way. Um, I think I got a list of all the draft picks that they do have. Let me see if I can find those draft picks. Let me see if I can find those draft picks. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, like I said, there 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 was a lot to me. There was a lot given up for, for a guard that's um, what thirty six. I think CP three there. I think I'm a year older than CP three. Right now, OKC's first round picks through twenty twenty six. Right in twenty twenty. They got the 25th and the 28th. They got the 28th from us. Um, and we got Dennis Schroeder in return. 2021, they got their own first round. They got Miami first round. And then they got a Houston pick swap. In 2022, they got their own first round. They got the Clippers first round. And then they got Phoenix first round. 2023, they got their own first round. They got Miami first. They got the Clippers pick swap. 2024, they got their own first round. They got the Clippers first round, and they got Houston first round. 2025, Houston pick swap. And then 2026, their own first, Clippers first, Houston first. So let's look at it like this. For the most part, they'll be picking late in those first rounds, depending on, um, you know, where the Clippers and Houston end up which we'll get to because if Houston end up losing both of their superstars, that could turn out great for OKC, right? Because I doubt if you'll be able to replace them with equal opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With equal talent. It's just not going to happen. Um, 
But that's a lot of picks. Now, it was on them to flip that. You know, the last time I seen an organization with those many picks, it was definitely Boston. Um, and they just got to long. They just got to know how to work it, you know, and 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 know how to work this uh, this free agency as well. And of course, they don't all. They don't have to use all those draft picks. They can actually package those draft picks uh, to another team. You know what I'm saying? It's still another player, but let's get back to it. I think OKC won this. I think Phoenix organization won this as well. I think CP3 lost this trade. And I'm going to tell you why. We're, we got to stop. If And shout out to my boy, Jess, above the rim. Uh, I know we drop, we, we usually drop on the same day, but I think you dropped early. I don't, I, and I guess this is where, I, I think this is where me and the thread slash Jess, we conflict that because I think we have different expectations for, I don't necessarily have expectations for players because I have a team. You know what I mean? I might have my personal expectations for individual players that I like, but as far as my team, I have championship expectations. So no matter who is on the roster, I mean, I'm smart enough to know that we're not going to get with that. We're not going to win with an AAU roster. So I knew we wasn't going to win with, with Zoe, B.I. and Kuz on the floor. We wasn't going to do much. You know what I mean? They did have a, a point where they was trying to push for the playoffs, push for that eighth seed, but it wasn't going to happen. Mind you, I said push for that eighth seed. You know what I'm saying? So running into a Golden State, it would have been it, it, it would have been real ugly. Fun to watch, but real ugly. Outside of that, we're used to playing with superstars, multiple superstars, right? If that's the case, then I expect us to win the championship. Nothing less than that. That's the boomer bus over here. Everybody else have different expectations. San Antonio has proven to go to the playoffs 50 million years in a row. Every year, are they expected to win the championship? Every year, I expect them to go to the playoffs. Do I expect them to win the championship every year? Not like I expect the Lakers to win the championship, right? So I don't know if every fan base of teams that you know, compete year in, year out, expect them to win the championship. I just don't, I just don't know if they think that, right? I don't think Miami at the beginning of the year thought that Miami had a great chance of going to the finals and winning. I do know basketball heads know Miami had a great chance of going to the finals because, well, that's, that's for the people that was thinking like me. I didn't believe in Milwaukee like that. Um, and then I thought everybody else was just pretty much ahead of fade with, you know, the Toronto's and the Boston's. I actually thought Boston would be more of a fight than any of those Eastern teams. Um, but I salute those because to me, it's only four teams over there in the East. So if you really think about it, if you believed in Jimmy Butler's uh, leadership and his skill set, which was in question, uh, because everywhere he had went, he seemed to couldn't get along with his teammates. But obviously, these cats uh, latched on to him, latched on to his leadership, and he trusted them. So, you know, they believed in it and things like that. But I'm not sure if the fans actually believed that they were going to the finals, right? Uh, same thing with maybe a Boston, because Boston expectations has been up since, you know, since Braun was with Miami. You know what I mean? Or Cleveland. 
their expectations has been up. So I can see Boston fans feeling like, yeah, it's time for us to get one, right? At the same time, when I look over there in the West, outside of Golden State, um, even with KD leaving, but outside of the injuries, they expect Golden State to to contend for a championship. They expect, well, prior to this, San Antonio was expected to be one of the top teams as well. Then Houston made some moves. And yes, ever since uh, Chris Paul came over there, and even when Chris Paul leaving, they expected, that fan base expected to do some damage in the playoffs and at least make the conference finals, right? That's what they expected. Laker fans with LeBron and AD on that team, I want I want to say without AD, and you can you can input whatever other player that that you want, they expect that Lakers franchise to go to the championship. At the same time, when I look at certain players like Melo, of course it was at one point where we was like, yo, bro, just go to Chicago. That's your best chance of winning the championship. At that point in time, even coming to L.A., we wanted him to come to L.A. at that time. He didn't want to do it. You know, he chose the bag and went to New York over Chicago and L.A. Cool, right? Eventually, we got over it because we were like, at, one, at some point, is niggas going to want to chase a ring or not? And that was a no. And shout out to um, uh, Raja, Raja Bell. He recently said, yo, I actually chose to I actually chose to go to a franchise um, for the money. He said he needed he said he needed the money. He chose the money rather than playing with Kobe and rather than playing with LeBron James in the same year. This is what he said. This is this this is why I listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I keeping my ear to the streets, whether I have inside sources or not, but listening to other players uh, talk about their experience and stuff like that, it kind of makes a little bit more sense now or whatever. Don't get me wrong. I would never understand how certain players and their the caliber of certain players make these decisions. But at the same time, when you actually see them break it down, like Roger Bell broke it down, he was like, bro, I chose the bag over, you know, over playing with LeBron. I chose the bag over playing with, um, you know, Kobe and the Lakers at one point. You know what I mean? And so when I look back at this, uh, the CP3 trade, of course, it's going to be a win for the Suns because they're getting a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame point guard, Right. He can make them better, but better into what? We seen what we seen what could happen with 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 a CP three on an OKC team. Yeah, it was it was like it was like a it was like the older cat. It was like their coach playing with the AAU team, and he got out there and he did his thing. He did. I can't knock that. I can't take that away from him. Okay, that's cool. But what's the end result though? So you go from one AAU team to another AAU team. At this point, like I said, you might as well crown him as, you know, like he's going to have that tour of being an AAU coach player at this point. Like how long, I don't know the terms and the deals of how long he's going to be in Phoenix, but how long though? You know what I mean? Because like I said, he's 36. He plan on, does he plan on playing what, another two or three seasons? That's 39, bro. You knocking on 40. 
at what point do you say, I got to go? I mean, and this is, we don't know. I wasn't in a huddle. I wasn't, you know, I don't, I don't have, I've never had brunch with, with CP3. I would, I'll pretty much tell you this. There's a huge possibility that I'll actually meet him in the future, in the near future at that. Right. And I'll probably ask him if we get into one of those, you know, personal combos. And he's a fan of the show. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, all right. So I understand the competitive part too. The, the competitive part is very important. And I like the competitive part of CP3. And he's like, yo, no, I don't want to go with the homie. I don't want to go over there to LA. I don't want to go to neither one of the LA teams. You know what I'm saying? It was reported that this was a preferred destination. So he chose, he chose you. He went in the club and he was choosing. And he chose to go to Phoenix out of all the teams, right? So just, you got to make sense of it. You got to make it make sense. How does it make sense for his legacy? And that's cool. Like, you're going to end up as one of the top PGs of all time. But there's certain tables you're not going to be able to talk at. I mean, to, to, to be honest with you, yeah, when you come to the club, bro, let me tell you, Just, when you come to the club, we all have our favorite players. We all have our, you know, favorite teams. You might not have a favorite team. That's cool. So that's a, that's a table that you can't sit at because when we're discussing teams, that's what we're discussing. When we're discussing championships, that's what we're discussing. Now, if you want to talk about individual accolades, Perfect. Let's go there. When you want to go to that PG table, we can go there and you will have a legit argument to say CP3 is this, that, and the third, right? That's cool because a lot of cats is going to have Zeke up there above him. A lot of cats is going to have, a lot of more cats is going to have Curry up there. I personally still got Stockton as the second point guard of all time. That's the point guard of all point guards. If CP3 patting his game after anybody, it's definitely a John Stockton. Definitely. And who would I take? You don't want to know that answer. At the same time, he's been mentioned with John Stockton, the Jason Kids, the Gary Paytons, the Steph Curry. He's mentioned with those. The one thing that separates him from, from the other pack is that jewelry, though, is what he don't have. So he definitely got something. Him and Stockton can definitely, Stockton can't come to certain tables. GP can actually go to a table. You know what I'm saying? Because he got one in Miami. Jason Kidd got one in, in, in Dallas. You know what I mean? Not only that, it's been to the finals twice. Three times, I think. If I'm not mistaken, because I think he went with New Jersey twice. Spanked that ass. <laughs> but my thing is, so what is, you know, because there's only so much you can debate and argue for the guy. And that's cool because we all going to fight for our guy. I mean, we in the thread, it gets pitiful every year. It, uh, MJ, Bron, and Kobe, I'm leaving Bron out of this. I mean, I'm not leaving Bron out. I'm leaving Kobe out of this. Everybody has respectfully said across the world that when it comes to Kobe, let's just leave it be. You know, we still hear the shots. I still hear Kobe slanders. It's cool or whatever. The cats want to be heard and get and, and get it off. They also want to make MJ look even better. It's not going to work. I just finished talking to my cousin uh, yesterday, and we talked about Braun and we talked about MJ. Him himself, as an MJ fan, probably more of a Braun fan, but he even said that six for six ain't going to last for long. Why? Because there's certain tables that that nigga can't come back to anymore. You know what I'm saying? Eventually. 
You know what I mean? If you think, if you break down a certain tables, like, okay, a lot of cats don't count the final, the, 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 the L's that they took in the finals. MJ has six for six. You know what I'm saying? But when you start talking about how many finals cats been to, you know, well, he six for six. He only been to six. But at the same time, look, if they make the rules for MJ and it's thrown, so you got to respect it, right? All I'm saying is there's rules to these debates. You know what I'm saying? And if CP3 is going to be mentioned with the greats, it's just certain tables he can't talk at. So my thing is, I think he knows that. You know what I mean? KD knew that. That's why KD took his ass to go to stay real quick. I'm talking about real quick. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I got over it. You know, but I, I matured, got a little bit older, a little bit more wiser. Some cats had to make certain moves. Bron had to go to Miami. KD had to go to go to state because the organization that they was with wasn't, they just wasn't adding the pieces or they just couldn't get over the hump. And the cold part about it is OKC had all the pieces. They had what they didn't know at the time, three Hall of Famers on one team, three MVPs on one team. At that time, you just got to, like I said, Presti can, he can draft his ass off and, 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 and put these cats on the squad, but can he organize and craft a, a roster that's going to win the championship? Can he do that? And probably, it's probably not even the players. It might be the coach. <laughs> Truth be told, it just might be the coach. You know what I mean? Or if it's the players, now you got to figure out when you need to get rid of these players and the players, the proper players to bring in around your superstars. And he pretty much hasn't done that. But he still got 50 million draft picks to do, to get it right, right? So my thing is, like I said, I think CP3 lost this because I'm like, maybe your ego is getting in the way. Unless you're telling me that you're willing to go down as one of the best point guards without a ring, that's cool. Because if you're saying you're going down swinging, I could take that. Salute to you. But tell you trying to convince me, just hear me. We're about to go one-on-one real quick in the backyard, slide box. You're telling me that CP3 going to Phoenix, a preferred destination, by the way, is the best move for him right now? Remember, I haven't forgot. You said him going to Miami. We sleep, right? I've been up for a while, bro. I don't get that much sleep. I probably get about five or six hours sleep a day. Depending on the day. So I was like, you know what? Miami, that that is a good pick. I would, even, I would salute him on that because Miami went to the finals without him. So just imagine if they had him. You know what I mean? Some Something that they need. Remember y'all was crying. Y'all in the, the thread was crying that um, Drogic was injured, right? And, you know, and he was going to be the reason why they upset the Lakers, right? So just imagine if y'all replace him with CP3 over there in Miami with Jimmy B. That would be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Or this is the other option before Milwaukee, you know, basically beefed up at the guard position. What about Milwaukee? Now you got CP3 as the second option, the second best player in Milwaukee in the East. And the only team that you have to worry about as of now is Miami and Boston, right? Toronto's still going to be in the mix. Don't I, Shout out to Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Drake. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a CP3 in Milwaukee, 
Oh man, that's now we're talking about possibly going to the championship because remember Milwaukee could, you know, they should have went to the championship. That's all I'm saying. But he chose Phoenix, a team that technically wasn't supposed to be in the playoffs. You know what I mean? But because of the playing situation, that gave them they gave them youngsters an opportunity to just start set tripping. No fans. You know what I'm saying? No fans to a lot of players means no pressure. It's basically a AAU environment minus the parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's basically what it is. And kids running around. But it's kind of like the AAU feeling because you got other ball players running around. It's semi like March Madness in a way, too. You know what I mean? Um, but you telling me that's a win? I don't believe you. I don't. I really don't believe you. You know what I mean? I think that's a good. I think Phoenix is a is, is a good move for him if he's just there to make those players better. If you're telling me that he's on a on a uh, AAU coach training circuit, I'm with that. Like this nigga's is going to go from team to team, making these young teams better. Okay, that's different. Never seen that before. Not not at least not in the NBA. You know what I mean? So if that's what he's doing, yeah. But if you're telling me that he went to Phoenix and that was his best opportunity to win a championship, my nigga, he's going to make Phoenix. Let's just say, let's just go off of your hypothesis, your great high takes that you have every year that don't really pan out that well, that Phoenix is a number five, is a top five seed in the West, right? And then I'm going to ask you, and? Is that it? Like, are you banking on them getting past the first round and making it to the second? Is that an accomplishment for Phoenix? Then what is the accomplishment for CP3? This is what I'm asking, brother to brother. You know what I mean? Barbershop talk. This is basically what open run is. You know, ain't nobody else in the gym but us, Just What is his purpose of going to Phoenix? What is the true purpose? Not to say that he had to... If he preferred to go to Phoenix, and I and, and I get it, certain circumstances play into this because they have, and they didn't even. That's the cool part about it, though. I said Ricky Rubio was solid to come off of any bench for any team. The rest of them, the the, the other two players they got, don't really. I'm not gonna lie to you, don't really care for. It. So really, in in all honesty, Ricky Rubio was to sweeten up the deal. That first round and that Kelly Oubre was basically. The main, the main pieces, right? So with those, with those being the main pieces, it wasn't a. They didn't get really give up that much, which means there were other teams that could have given up more. If you really think about it, now of course I don't know if we could have gave up anything that I didn't. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't want him, and I didn't want him for one, maybe two reasons. That nigga too expensive, and he too old to be that expensive. But not counting his pockets, you did what you had to do. That's awesome. You got your bread. But business-wise, with a franchise, no, absolutely not. You know what? But before I finish with that, I'm going to take a break because I told um, I told Goldie that I was going to definitely uh, get his input. So when we come back, this is going to be my first commercial break. This is dope as fuck. <laughs> I should go out there. I should start uh, start adding some commercials. When I come back, 
I'm definitely going to have Goldie on the line, and we're going to talk about a little bit of Houston and finish up with uh, CP3 going to Phoenix. All right, y'all, we back. As promised, Goldie is on the line. Now, now, before we get to the main, before we get to the main event, I was just chopping up. Um, <clears throat> I was just breaking down my thoughts and opinions on the CP3 going uh, headed to uh, Phoenix and uh, OKC stacking up on every goddamn pick possible in the NBA. Um, I'm not a fan. Well, I, I would say Phoenix won, CP3 lost, OKC won. That trade. What do you think? I think I think Phoenix, it's, it's a win for Phoenix. Right. It's a win for Phoenix because you got CP3 who's going to bring, he's a consummate leader. Mm-hmm. He's going to definitely have a team, you know, learning how to win. They don't know how to win. So he'll definitely bring that aspect to it and teach them guys how to be professionals on and off the court. So it's definitely a win, man. I think you'll see all the young bucks uh, production go up because of Chris Paul. You saw what he did with, with Oklahoma City. They thought they were dead in the water, and they took took the Rockets to seven games before they bowed out and even made the playoffs. So I think it's a win. I think it's a win for everybody in that trade, to be honest with you. Okay. All right. Uh, we also... Uh, the rich gets richer as uh, OKC... Takes on our old, you know, one of our exes, and and now Danny Green, and we acquired Dennis Schroeder. Any thoughts on that? Um, that was a win for the Rockets. I mean, win for the. I got Rockets on the brain, boy. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a win for the Lakers because I, I think Danny Green production was hit or miss with with you guys, and Schroeder could bring something that that you guys lost with Rondo. Exiting stage left, so that gives you uh, some more firepower at the guard at the point guard spot. So I think it's a win. It's a win. I don't think it's going to be a win for for the opposing team, but it's definitely a win for the Lakers. Well, I mean, as far as I mean, we sent them the twenty eighth pick uh, from this draft. So the only thing, the only thing that they can do, only way they can mess this up is if they don't package. I don't think that all the picks that they have, they're going to actually draft because they don't have enough room. <laughs> they don't have enough room. They right. have 50 million first round picks. You know, 50 million. <laughs> a, a lot of them is coming from, you got some coming from Houston. You got some coming from the, uh, from the Clippers. You got one coming from the Lakers. Um, they just got, they, they got them from everywhere. So, but Presty has shown that he knows how to draft. It's just the question is putting the, putting, putting together a a putting together the roster, I should say, and maybe it's not even the roster. Maybe it's the coach. You know what I mean? Maybe he has to go find the right coach for the roster that he's trying to trying to put together. Um, well, I think if if you look at it, look at it. You can look at it two ways. Look at it. It's a hit or miss, or you can look at it. I got a, I got an, enough ammunition to shoot at the and get a bullseye. Yeah. So if they have like ten, I mean, at this point they have what eight nine picks to be honest. So. If you got eight nine tries at it, you got to at least find two good players. They, they all those picks, all those picks that I'm talking about are first round picks, and it goes yeah. all the way to 2026. Yeah, so I mean, between now and then, they should be able to find at least three or four good quality players to build around. I mean, I, I, if you if you miss on that many picks over that many years, then you need to be fired. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So right. it, it's and, and and with it being Oklahoma City, just like New Orleans. You nobody really, no free agency really is going to want to come there. They have to either draft it or trade for it. 
You know, so they're doing it the right way. They know no no free agents are gonna be that's not a free agent destination. So they have to trade trade for it or they have to get free agents for it. And right. so they go or they're gonna draft for it. So they're doing the right thing by drafting for it because nobody wanna play in OKC. Let's be honest. That's a good point though, because I what I said earlier in the episode is that Raja Bell uh chose to go to Phoenix uh rather than playing alongside LeBron James and or Kobe Bryant. Right. And he said he did it for the bag because he didn't think that he was going to be able to get. First of all, he got more than what he expected. But at at one point, he got greedy and was like, and asked his agent, <laughs> "Should I go? Should I turn down a Phoenix offer to see if I can get more money somewhere else?" Although he said he either wanted to stay in Utah or go or play for Phoenix because he said he wanted to play in that type of system. Right. So when his agent called back and said, these are the numbers, they gave him more than what he expected, but he got greedy. And the, and his agent said, you can go out back into the market and look for somebody else and possibly get more money. But there's also a possibility that you might lose money. You yep. know what I mean? And he said, but he always wanted to play for uh, that type of style of uh, basketball. And he said he wanted to be in good weather. So Phoenix is definitely... Um, not necessarily a free agent destiny, but they would people would like to stay there. I know why me visiting Phoenix, I see why people would like to stay there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we're not here for Rajah Bell and his free no. agency uh <laughs> war no. stories. We're no. here because there's some fire down there in Houston, not just yeah. Russ. But reports have been, and the latest reports is that the Nets in Houston is actually in a verbal talk right now about the possible trade. Prior to this, it was just, you know, it was up in the air between Philly and the Nets. Uh, Recently, uh, uh, reports come out that James Harden turned down a 50 million offer. 50. From, yeah. So when, so (laughs) I went straight to Twitter and I said, that man, Coming from Southern California, turned down fifty million dollars. That marriage is over. Yeah, and that that's the indicator that he wants out. But you know, I, and if everybody know, they know me. I'm the I'm one of the biggest Harden where I was. Let's say was the biggest Harden fan and supporter there was. No matter what he did on the court, um, I always had a, I always have a reason why he did it. I was always in a, I was always in his corner. But with him declining fifty million over the next two fifty fifty million per for the next two for a contract extension, you turn that down, and then you pull in the AD stunt to try to get out of there to get to New, to get to New Jersey. I mean, get to, to to Brooklyn. It's 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 bad, man. It's bad. And I don't know who. And for me, I don't know who to pin this on. Do I pin this on the Rockets? Do I pin this on the owners? I don't or do our penis on hard. I don't know. Well, you gotta look. Well, on. you gotta look at the owners first because y'all got rid of y'all GM. Yeah, and, not, and not, they're not technically get rid of him. He was like, "Look, I'm, I'm gonna just go out through the back door." <laughs> well, I, I think it, I think it was more of okay, MDA, okay, Maury, you guys are on your last contract. I'm gonna let you guys make the moves that you want to make. You want to bring want to bring Russ in. Let's see how that works, mm-hmm. right? And, and if it doesn't work, then I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to be the lead dog in this situation, and I'm going to make the decisions. And I think that's where we are with it, with them 
Maury, go ahead. He well, he said he didn't get fired. He resigned, but we know how that really happened. MDA gets MDA says he doesn't want to come back. We know how that happened. Right. But at the end of the day, we're looking at it. You keep you keep um, a disciple of Maury in house with the new GM, so he's in the in spot. Is he there because he's the puppet of Fertitta, or is he actually calling the shots to make this team better? Um, one indication that there, I think that the ending is near. You, they trade off, you know, they they trade off Robert Covington to the Trailblazers for Trevor Reza, who has an expiring contract, and they get the 16th pick this year and a protected first round pick next year. So they get two first round picks, and they get Trevor Reza with expiring contract. So that's telling me that's another indication that he he wants out. You know, so that now, okay, now that he wants out, now we got to start. Garnering picks now to try to fix this situation going forward, but I, I just it just doesn't sit well with me with Harden. Harden, the city loved you, the city took care of you, the city made you know made you a superstar, allowed you to become a superstar that you are, and for you to just turn your back on the city the way that you're doing it. Now, if you just got traded, then I can understand that. You know what I'm saying? We love you. We'll send you off, send you out with with all the love and admiration that you deserve. But for you to try to strong almost an organization to send you a certain place when you when you know the organization can't get back in return what your value, true value is. You know, for me, it would be just trade me or let me just play out this last two years and I'll go part my ways. Now, mm-hmm. he's 31 years old and you know he can't do that. You know, so he has to kind of force his hand out of here. But I, to me, I just lost a lot of respect for him on that front because I, I figured that hard and all the things that he does, he doesn't do the, the the load management thing. He plays hard every night. You know what I'm saying? He plays through injury. And I, I just never thought this would come to pass where he would want to to pull the diva card and want to and, and cry his way out of Houston. Well, let's, play, that, well, let's, play, well let's play devil's advocate. Like, you know, Roger, shout out to Roger Bell. He made a good point. Back in the day, we was brainwashed to believe that whatever the franchise, whatever decision they make, we roll with without questioning, right? It's a business right. decision. So now, right. in this day and age, these players are making it, they, they're making their own destination. Kind of like with the whole CP3 thing. Even though I don't agree with it because I, I think it goes against, it's a shot at his legacy. But at the same time, it said this was a preferred destination that he wanted to go to. And it makes sense because he got former coaches that he used to play for. And like he said, he wanted to play for, he played, he wanted to play with those youngsters. He said it looked fun in that system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he has an ego just like everybody else. He feels right. like he could anchor this team into something that hasn't been there in a while. I get that. At the same time, he still made his own destination though. So if we if we flip it around and Harden doesn't come out and say where he wants to go, he keeps his mouth closed and they say, you know what, maybe this franchise is looking for something new. Harden trade it. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, we're supposed to understand the franchise way, but not the players way. Yeah, but 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 it's 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 and I, I get that. I mean, we we know we, you and I always go back and forth with this conversation. You always lean with the players, and it really depends on the situation whether I lean with the players or I lean with the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, putting my love for the Rockets aside, on this situation, I'm leaning towards the organization for the simple fact: once you trade Russ, once you trade Harden, the organization is no more. We are rebuilding at this point. You get what I'm saying? So. You have to have the best in the program. The, the program has to have the best, their best interest at heart. 
So for me, with 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 Harden, you want to leave, but then let me get the best the best thing for me. Now, whatever happens wherever you go, that's a difference. And and because it was should be a, it should be it should be an amicable situation. So, because so what about this? So you're telling me that. Uh, so you're telling me because he picked his destination and the 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 certain team that he picked? Because to me, I thought it was the best fit if he actually does end up with the Nets. Not as far as hooping wise, because we don't know how that's going to pan out. I mean, Steve Nash got to worry about those headaches. But as far as the pieces that Houston will be getting back, Brooklyn has a lot of pieces. But there's there's nothing of return. That's going to be worth his value. Yeah, but and you're not going to get equal value, though. Do you, you're not going. You're, you're not you're going to not. trade. All right. So but tell we, me, would you trade? Would you trade Harden ahead up for Kyrie? Um, I would get a star back, and I, I can, I, I can, I can, I can swallow that easier than getting a bunch of like Levert is definitely on the rise up. But what can he do outside of that situation? And when he's playing in the West. Well, you know what I'm saying? So well, it's, it's kind wouldn't, of a wouldn't, wouldn't you want to wouldn't you want to I I'm not sure. I have to go back and look at the package that was offered as far the the authentic package that was offered by Brooklyn. But I know it wasn't bad, but we're talking about trading not one but two superstars, which means y'all could y'all could get a lot of players in picks in return. And like you said, and and I and you know, not we're not talking about you know, New Orleans, or we're not talking about uh, these other, you know, the uh, OKCs. Houston is a good destination yeah. to play. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. So, no so, taxes, so somebody no, will, yeah, no exactly. Tax, yeah. They will come and play for Houston. It's a new coach. You know what I mean? Um, and, but, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though, uh, Baylor. Here is a coach that comes in solace, right? Here he comes in. This is a guy that Russ and Harden signed off on. Agreed mm-hmm. to have this guy come in again, and that's that's another caveat that we're not looking at is that here we are. We don't have many opportunities for black coaches to to actually to coach and lead a championship team, championship caliber team. So here is a black coach that's getting an opportunity, and then you want to run you you sign off on it, and then you want to jump ship and leave this man holding the bag with nothing. I mean, it's 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 like. You signed but, off but, on but, it, but, but, but now you tell out. now you telling them to fight to, to to fight against the system because do you think that he was gonna make do you in in in, in all honesty was he gonna make a difference whether or not they was there or not? You, I mean, you, but you don't know. The thing about it is you don't know, and you I rather have a Harden and Russ to fight with than taking a, a a bunch of a bunch of role players and maybe an up and coming player. To actually to go into to battle with in the West. I mean, look at you Denver. Look at Denver. But Denver, Denver has they Murray, they, draft, they drafted star. well. They drafted well. Like they we, did. They I knew, did. But we're we not knew, drafting. We knew about we're not drafting. We're accepting pieces. We're accepting pieces now. We're not drafting. That's so true. We don't know what's going to come out of this. Well, you you know what you're getting from the Brooklyn bag. You know, Dinwiddie is part of that. I, um, Dinwiddie, as much as I liked his game, as much as I liked his game in, in, in Brooklyn, it's still a hit or miss whether he can do that here. Levert, as much as he did with, 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 uh, Kyrie out and, and Durant out, as much as I liked what they did, I just don't know if it's going to carry over in the West. Well, it's, can, it's a different I can, ball game. I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure how much you'll be able to get back from uh, from Charlotte, and I'm talking about as far as Russ. It's much nuts or nothing. I mean, and the thing about with Russ, now here's the thing with Russ though. Russ was a gun for hire. You know what I'm saying? So if so, with Russ saying I want out, I can accept that because you're not you weren't you're not a fabric of the organization. You was a gun for hire. Let's see if it can work. You know what I'm saying? So for him to want to be out and for us to move him, I would just want something comparable back what we gave up to get him. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So not necessarily a player, but I would rather some some future picks to offset the loss of him. You get what I'm saying? So I, I, no, no, no bad feelings towards Russ at all because he was just a gun for hire, and I know that situation. But Harden, you're the cornerstone of this organization. And I understand that you're getting older, and I understand that you want to win championships. But, bro, you're a first-time, you're first ballot Hall of Famer. Right, you've done things on the court that nobody has ever done, and here's an organization that made you a superstar. Here's a city that made you a superstar, and who's a city that that admires everything that you do. And this is how you want out. Now, again, if you just got traded, then that's one different. That's one thing to get just get traded. You know, that's business as usual. But to just sit here and and try to strong your way and do and pull an AD to try to get out of town and leave the leave the city that made you holding the bag. That's kind of foul. You got to admit that's kind of foul. Well, I mean, it's not just, I think he wants to go to Brooklyn, but at, but the time of the report, or the first time it was like between Philly and Brooklyn. So isn't right. that isn't that more so on, isn't that more so on, okay, we know what he wants, but we also know what we need. I'm, we're going to look at the two because outside of, outside of Brooklyn, where who else would you want to go to to get those type of pieces? I wanna, you know, and this is just the mad. This is just the angry fan in me, right? This is the angry fan in me. I want to send his ass to Cleveland and no, send but, me but, Drummond. But, but would you get back? Though? Send me Sexton. Send me Drummond. Send me Sexton. Send me two two picks, and I can accept that. I kind of like. I ain't gonna lie. I I kind of like that. I got. I might have to give you. I might have to give you a high five on that. Although Drummond just resigned with Cleveland, don't. Yeah, they must have exactly. gave him a bag. But I, I've exactly. been I've been calling for Sexton since he, you know, since he was uh since he came from Bam. Like Sexton yeah. can play. They gotta let that boy loose. Yeah, and and that's that, and that's and but but the thing about that is you get younger. You get a twenty seven year old Drummond. Right, and Sexton is under twenty five. Yep. So you get that, and you he get around twenty two, maybe twenty three, maybe. Yeah, and you get a couple extra picks. Maybe in there younger to than build that. Maybe he only been in the league for what one or two years? Two years, yeah, two years at the max. So that, so I can I can live with that. It's still not the yeah, value so like, of Harden. Yeah, Sexton like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, so and he he's not and just, he he is a he. I don't want to call him a carbon copy, but he's definitely from that Westbrook tree. Yeah. He can definitely go up the up and down the floor, hundred miles an hour, and, and fill up the cup. Yeah, he's definitely a problem on the ball or off the ball. Yeah. So f- to give to have those have those type of pieces, and for me as a, as the angry fan, that would mean he'll be suffering in Cleveland, and I'll get something for my pain. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, but, but you don't. But you don't think you don't think that those. You don't think that those Brooklyn pieces are better than the Cleveland pieces? I I don't know how that those pieces are going to play in the West. My so you'll take is, so you'll take those Cleveland pieces over the Brooklyn pieces and be fine yes, with that? Yes, I would. I, I would because I I'll get a big man, and that, and that's one thing that. But scares you can still me get a big man. Where From you where? trading? The, the, it's possible that you're going to trade both of those guys. From where? Where where are we gonna get a big man? Where where are you gonna possibly get a, a serviceable big man from? 
I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Drummond is nice, but he besides Philly, I will say Drummond is nice, but he ain't the answer. No, but he's not the answer. I mean, if if say say he goes to Philly, right? And I can I can live with him going to Philly now. But you don't know what you're gonna get in return with Philly. But you get you'll get Embiid. You get Embiid. You're not get, oh for oh you talking about no I no 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 they're talking it. about they're have. talking about they're talking about pairing him with Embiid not giving well, Embiid no. up for him. Well, I definitely don't hey, hold up. I definitely don't want Ben Simmons. You can keep Ben Simmons. Well, no, they're talking about that. keeping they're talking about keeping three. Just like with Brooklyn, they're not trying to give up KD or Kyrie. They're trying to pair him with both of those guys. Same thing with Philly. Well, then you know what, Harden. We're gonna have to take it. You're gonna have to take it and assault these last two years. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I just can't see him giving, I just can't see them giving him away. Now, if you're telling me I'm gonna get your next four years of draft picks, eh, then I might can accept it. Well, we're gonna see we're, 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 we're gonna see how we're gonna see how Houston plays. If for some reason I feel like Houston is gonna do this the smart way. This is why it's taking so long for this to actually happen. And I'm saying so long because we have a there's a this this is the short off season, and shit has to move now because training camp is right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, we talking about we talking about in weeks. We yeah, ain't talking about literally. Months. We talking about weeks. Yeah, weeks. So, so I feel like this has to get done. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and you know what? I do have I do have some sympathy for uh, Houston because um, the Brodies play for Houston. And the thing is, I've never, as a Laker fan, I never had a problem with with the with the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? I was definitely cheering for y'all when my boy Scotty went there. Um, that's a different story, though. Um, but no, I, I feel like I'm used to seeing the Rockets in the mix. You know what right. I mean? And Me they, too. they were they were they was always that between three to five seed in the West, causing some goddamn problems. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean we we've had our we've had our th- that time between the time between Elijah and then us getting franchise and Mobley. And then turn and transition into I mean, Brady you, I mean, yeah, and you, Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yao Ming. Even when y'all yeah, had uh, even when y'all had Dwight Howard. I mean, Portland spo- spoiled everything for y'all, but <laughs> that was a solid Houston team when y'all played Portland. Yeah. So I mean, we, I, I just, and my whole thing is is we'll never get the value back for Harden. You just can't get the value back for him. But at least position yourself with with pieces that can either blossom into something competitive or give me draft picks where I can go out and pick what I need to pick. And it's not, and I had the Rockets been in the East, it would, it would sit well with me. The the West is so ultra competitive and you cannot make the wrong move because one wrong move will set you back forever. One one wrong move and one wrong injury. Yeah. I mean, look at Golden State, look at Golden State, one injury, and 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 then you got Durant leaving, and then you went from first to worst just that fast. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So that was, and, and, and that was purely off of injury and just riding. At some point, you know, there was some riding of KD's coattail because Steph and and Clay. They don't get me wrong; they had to contribute because if they didn't, KD would be mm. looking pretty bad over there. <laughs> but at the same time, it was a luxury of having it. They both uh-huh. they both fed each other because without those two sharpshooters, KD don't get a ring at all. But without yeah. KD, I don't think. They beat Braun again like that. Like Braun is not about to keep getting punched home. <laughs> He's exactly, not about to keep bro. taking that. You know what I mean? And, so and, they and I don't want to. I don't want to fall back. You got New Orleans, who's man, they'd make it. Oh, okay. About, so let's talk about that. I think 
they got pieces over there that y'all can take. Man, that that is amazing. I just looked at this. Pelicans give up Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and they get back six first-round picks, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, Josh Hart, and four pick swaps. And they got Zion. And they got Zion in the draft. And they got so Zion. That's the kind of... And then if you, and if you look at it, when I look at how they sent Drew Holiday off and the, what they got in return, that's the type of return I would I would right. feel comfortable and, and to with. Me, and to me, that was equal. That was yeah. equal. I think I think yeah. I think Drew deserves to play on a contender team. And I right. think what they gave up for him was perfect because he showed his value within the past couple of years. Like he's one oh, of those, yeah. he's a guard that they, that we don't talk about, but we would definitely take in a heartbeat. In right? the playoffs he showed, in the playoffs alone, he showed well, and going down the stretch, he showed how much of a valuable player he is playing. Now, when any time they had their star, he was on the star. Oh, and yeah. He was doing yeah. a shout damn out to, good shout, job. Shout out to Dame, because Dame, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. So, I mean, it, it, and, when, and, and that's the thing that, that's irking me with this situation where here's a franchise that I know New Orleans is not a destination spot. So they have to do it through the draft. They have to do it through, through, through uh, trades. And they're accomplishing what they're trying to set out to do. Whereas here is Houston is a destination spot, in my eyes at least, they're a destination spot where we're not going to get anything back in return that's going to be that's going to be close to value. Now, I rather get potential and future picks, but I don't I don't really see that potential. I just think it's a hodgepodge of players that we're getting back versus just anything again the rush trade was a rush for hire you know russ was was a was a gun for hire and for whatever you can get back for him cool i'm 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 cool with that you know what i'm saying but for hard man you you was the backbone of this organization you're the backbone of this franchise you were you're a fabric of the city you know what i'm saying you're you're a cornerstone you definitely like, retired his jersey yeah, man, and, and and not just on the court, but off the court too. You know what I'm talking oh, about. He got more retired jerseys <laughs> off the court than on the court for sure. <laughs> we know about that. But you know, when when you look at the 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 Mount Rushmore, Houston, had he retired a rocket, whether you won a championship or not, harden you on it. You know what I'm saying? So that that's 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 kind of like man, it's hard to see him want to buy out like that. And again. I just hate it for Silas, man. I, I really hate it for this dude. Here this dude comes in, takes the job. Here you got the pieces that you have. And then all of a sudden, a week later, you're looking at your roster and you don't have the same pieces that you took the job for. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. I could have waited another 22 years, waited two more years, another 21 years, and went and looked at another job. You know, so it, right. it's it's bittersweet, man. And and I can't, I can't, I can't wish hard and well. You know what I'm saying? Good luck to you, but I can't wish you well. You know what I'm saying? When you come to the Houston, when you come back to the city and you play against Houston, you're definitely getting booed. You're definitely not getting treated. <laughs> That's for sure. Get, definitely getting you're booed. Definitely getting booed. You know, but it's like because you think about it, like you think about Russ, right? Russ in Oklahoma City. Russ left in a trade. It wasn't that he wanted to leave. Although I know deep down inside, he probably said it to friends and family and people that's close to him. Man, I want to get the hell up out of here. We're not going to win anything now. Well, well actually, but, word, I mean, word on the street, I mean, word on the street is that he actually did want to stay in OKC. Yeah. So, but then when he goes back to the city, they cheered him. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's how you want to, that's how you, that's how it should be, man. You shouldn't want to leave a city because you just want to force your way out. You want to leave a city 
because it's it's it's, it's the time. It's time to go. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, hard. It's not time to go, bro. You give give management, give this coach a chance to build around you at least one season and see what we can shake out of it. If we can't shake out of it, then let's part ways. You, you then you're then you're even more valuable because you got an expiring contract. You know what I'm saying? Then you can ask for what you want, and then we give you, we offer you fifty million per for two more years. For to extend y'all four more to extend you for four years, and you turn that down. Well, what, well, it's kind well, of well watch this, face, watch man. this, watch this. I'm, 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 I'm gonna shed a little bit of light in closing. What if he turned down at fifty? Right? Let's just say he turned down at fifty, and he pushed y'all for an extra ten, and he said, hey, "You know what? I'll stay for that 60. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. You know what? I, honestly, honestly, I can actually see that happen. I mean, I, I, he already turned out on the 50, so I'm not sure how much, you know, for how far up they can go. But, you know, he, he might end up staying. I, I I put it to you like this. I think it's still the percentage that he stays. I don't know. I mean, just this watch as we talking and watching these tickers there. I mean, they're uh, they're saying right now that. The Nets and Rockets have verbal agreement on hard trade. Right. You know, it's all hearsay. You know how I many verbal, you know I mean, verbal agreements that the Lakers had yeah. with every player in the NBA history? It, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is this is not, let's not get a twist. This is not LA. You know what I'm saying? This is not the Lakers. You know, this is the Rockets. So we, we're it's the cash. Yeah, is but, a but yeah, but the different but the difference is the difference is we don't have room for it. So yeah. so so now, like you said, there's a lot of perks of playing for Houston in the state of Texas is that you're gonna get all that bread. And yeah. Russ definitely wants out, so that's going to you know, I and I know them two are boys, boys. They 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 yeah. real friends. So it's like, you know, you go ahead and do your thing. I'm going to take this bag, and then this is my team officially. Now you got to – and he said he was upset that management didn't really, you know, holler at him about the offseason moves and things like that. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how in-depth that is. At and the listen, same time – I would I would love to keep Russ. I would love to keep Russ. But now that you get – now Harden gets out the way because there was reports in the city that when – when when it was time for player meetings and it, and it was time to call bullshit and everybody accepted the accepted their their constructive criticism, Harden was one of the dudes that didn't want to accept the constructive criticism, and that was one of Russ's. Um, you know, you're my boy and I love you to death, bro. But you you know you gotta be able to take some constructive criticism. We so know, for we him, know and, Russ is gonna hold you accountable. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things he said. He, this organization, the direction of the league, the direction of the team, and how are these players going to be held accountable? And he was talking about Harden. It's, it's, you know, although I love you to death, my dude, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. So for Russ to, to if they can keep Russ, I will be cool with that. That means now it becomes Russ's team for the next two years, right? right. And then now I can, I can, I can accept. At that point, I can accept what I'm getting from New Jersey. I'm right. not going to love it, but I can accept it because at least I do have one superstar remaining. Right. We're talking about a Thanos situation where I wake up the next morning, it's all gone. I, I just can't accept that. <laughs> hey, look, everybody's going to look. I'm, I'm pretty sure in the future, my Lakers are about to witness a Thanos snap as well. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it happens, bro. But you it, got a chip out of it. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. get a chip out of it. it, it that You can sleep well. And just like my, my Tigers, right? We having a terrible football season. But nobody can take 2019 away from us. Right. You know That's what I'm true. saying? We got That's a championship true. out of it. You know what I'm saying? So you can't. 
I can accept a couple years of, of down when I just come off a historic season. You know what I'm saying? So That's a fact. It, it's, it's different with the Rockets where we haven't won anything yet, and then we're going to end up with nothing. So it, it's right. it's bittersweet on this I, on the side right now. I will say this: I appreciate you that that you acknowledge us as champions because. <laughs> but you know, there's an asterisk vibe, bro. You know, there's an asterisk vibe. Not over here. Not over here. We don't. We we. It's not enough room over here to have an asterisk in LA. You know, as a Laker fan, that's exactly what you're supposed to say. As as a as a Laker hater, I ain't gonna say I hate the Lakers. I admire the players. Well, you don't, you uh, don't, you don't hate the Lakers like everybody else do. Everybody else, nah, like nah, they, nah, nah. they don't like us like we don't like Donald Trump. That's how they don't like us. So you know, well, see, I don't hate them that much because I, I do respect game, recognize game, and they do have game. You know, you look at the pantheon of greats. You know, you you got to recognize that. You know, what I'm saying, and and that and that's the culmination of championships. But you know, when when it's time to get on the court, then you know. It's no love lost there, you know what I'm saying? It's right. it's, it's it's what you call a competitive, co- competitive drive. I would guess you would call it. You know, I I want to see, I want to beat you, but when we get off the court, then you know we can have a. I'll buy the first round. That's yeah, we, how we can go That's golfing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, go to the strip like club, that. get my jersey retired. Right, get your jersey retired, <laughs> <laughs> Goldie. Uh, I will say this, man. Uh, you know, if you got to cry in the car, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. cried in the car before. Look, I've cried for six years straight. You know what I mean? Say, bro, you, 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 know what, you, you know what category I'm, I'm about to put Harden in, right? You know what category, right? What, what he, You're not about to put him in the KD category. No, 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 no. Not the KD category. What category is that? What, what's the dude from Cali that, that, that's on my hit list forever? Forever? You know yeah, went to UCLA. Forever went to, went to UCLA forever. Yeah, wow. him him and his brother played there. Alonzo? No, the old Bannons. Oh, oh yeah. You Hey, and you know what? And you know what? Every year that goes by, I'm more and more on your side. I'm not gonna lie, but you. you know what? Though at the same time. If it wasn't for him, a lot of these cats would be getting paid now. And I, I respect that, bro. I but respect, we, I respect but I get that. it. I get it though, because just like how you say ship Harden off to Cleveland because you're a bitter fan, I'm yeah. bitter because every time I see Madden <laughs> and every time I see uh, 2K, I'm like, but where's the development? I want right. college football. <laughs> I want college basketball. I want this bag and I want it now. There's nothing like, and, and, and I know I got to close it out, but there's nothing like, you know, actually watching a college football and or basketball game, let alone playing, playing a college it, right. basketball and a college football <laughs> game. It's just different, bro. When you got to develop your running back from high school, it's a lovely thing. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, man. It is. But I tell you this, I, I don't want to put him in that category, but he's, I'm leaning that he way. He on his way. He on his way. He I'm on, he's I'm a, definitely I'm, on I'm, his I'm, way. I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you know something. <laughs> I might end up seeing him Thursday, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I if I drive down to LA, say if you if you run into him, call me, bro. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm do that. I'm gonna see what my my wife about to come in right now. If we go down there Thursday, I'm gonna see. If I bump into him, I would definitely call you on Facetime. Call me, bro, because I you know let me get this off my chest. I was- <laughs> <laughs> oh man Alright man Let me get up out of here I'm No ho- doubt I'm gonna holler at you later And like I said If you gotta cry in a car Cry in a car I've done it before Hey man It's a big That won't be tears of joy That's for sure <laughs> Alright man Go Tigers And uh, go Lakers Later Peace <laughs>